Hello and welcome back to another episode of Truck Talk, the show about launching, building, and hopefully successfully exiting a small business. I'm your host, David Shaughnessy, and I run a local pool servicing company here in Sacramento, California. And today is Monday. I am uh, currently heading back to uh, the shop, aka my garage, where I have a cartridge filter mask that I left uh, for my employee, not thinking that it was going to be smoky today, but uh, the conditions are quite smoky, so uh, I want to make sure he's got that on his truck if he wants to use it. Um, so that's what I'm doing. I, uh, I hit one service call already this morning, <clears throat> and uh, yeah, so now next, uh, next stop is gas mask, not gas mask, you know, cartridge filter mask. Then I got to give it to my employee, and then I can start the route. Uh, but yeah, today is going to be a uh, you know the start of a of a really cool week. I've got um, I ordered a truck over the weekend, and that's uh, being shipped to my house. A nice Chevy Colorado, uh, and I'm gonna uh, you know it's going to be kind of a an upgrade for me. I'll be taking that, and then I'll be handing over the, the truck that I'm currently driving with the you know which has the wrap and everything. Uh, over to my technician that I have to, you know, uh, who's been with me since March. And then uh, the new guy who starts on Wednesday uh, will take the, uh, the Tacoma. And we will officially, officially, once that happens, we will officially be a three-truck operation, baby. Man, that's crazy. That's crazy to think about. I mean, it's not even two years ago. It was a year and eight months ago we were just starting out. Uh, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed young pool guy. Young as in I was 31 at the time, 33 now. And, uh, yeah, I was doing every pool on my own. I was doing every repair on my own. I was having panic attacks. Uh, when I would take something apart, have a panic attack to, in, in case, you know, when I couldn't figure out how it works and, and I'd have to just sit there and freak out and figure it out and put things back together and then, you know, build built the built up my skills and you know now look at where we are I've got you know I know tons of stuff I just did a service call real real quick and easy diagnostic and um yeah just got a yeah just did just a service call so I can repair damn near anything I can I do plumbing I do electrical stuff I do you know a bunch of things I'm, I'm partially out of the route by the end of the month I'll be fully out of the route uh it's just crazy, man. It's a, it's been a wild ride and it's just fun to finally have one that's working. Uh, for those of you who don't know, this is not my first, uh, attempt at business. And, um, although I consider all of them kind of failures because I'm not, con- you know, we, we aren't currently still running them and we've, we decided at some point that it was no longer worth it to continue. Uh, so, you know, technically those are failed businesses. Uh, some of, not all of them were like complete failures. Like we had, a we had a, uh, uh, an, an e-commerce brand that, that did pretty well. And if we had kept going, it would have worked out. Uh, we just kind of ran out of our runway money and money and, and just got kind of burnt out. I mean, if I had just got, went out and gotten a job at, you know, a part-time job, it would have been fine and we would have for sure made it. But, um, both my wife and I were just kind of fried on the idea and, and didn't like the business and really just disliked what we were doing. It was super high stress. And it was our first one. It was our first business. And uh, 
So, you know, within 10 months, it didn't, it, it just wasn't growing, uh, at the clip that we needed it to. And so we put it down, but you know, so, I, but my point is, is that, you know, we failed multiple times before this one. And then this one is kind of the first one that's like truly working and it's just fun. It's cool. I mean, it, well, part of it is fun. I mean, not, not all of it is fun, right? But it, it's really cool. It, it's really uh, rewarding. Uh, it's very challenging, but it's crazy that we're here. We're, we're finally getting to that point where, uh, you know, once our new hire that we hired last week starts up and is fully onboarded and is in his own truck and doing his own route and, you know, my other employee is doing his route, like at that point, that'll be the first time uh, in the entirety of me doing this business, which will be at that point, it'll be about a year and eight months. That will be the first time that I feel like we actually own a business and are running a business. Um, cause like right now I'm still on the hook for, for doing pools, you know, Albeit way less than uh, I used to be on the hook for, but I'm. It's still up to me to make sure all of these pools get done. And at the end of the day, it is up to me to to make sure all the pools get done. But you know, there we are rapidly approaching um, the volume of pools where it is physically impossible for me to do all the pools on my own. Um, it is already borderline physically impossible. I mean, if I work seven days a week, I could probably bang them out. But uh, you know, I have a family. I'm not going to do that. At least not for a long period of time. Now, if I lost both employees and um, the only way to keep the lights on was to do that, then I'll, of course I'll just do that. But I really wouldn't like it. Um, God, that would really suck. Uh, <laughs> hopefully that just doesn't happen, right? Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, it's just crazy to think that this is th- this will be the first time since uh, leaving my old job in 2018, uh, my, my last kind of really cushy job, I was the director of engineering for a, you know, financial, um, technology company. And, you know, I had five teams of five engineers each with team leads and I had a leadership team underneath, you know, I was like, I, I had risen up the corporate ladder. I was in middle management, man. I was where everybody wants to end up. I had a great salary, uh, you know, we, and, but then, I, but I was just miserable. And just to think, uh, I took that leap of faith. I'd quit with no, um, with really nothing, uh, to back me up. Right. So there, there was no backup plan. It was, I'm going to make my business, my business at the time work, which was, a um, an online baby boutique inspired by the, the birth of our first son. It, that was it. That was all it was. I had no backup plan, nothing. I mean, we had a little bit of money saved. We had, um, you know, a little bit of, uh, a few assets. So we were in real estate heavy before that. Uh, so we had a few, uh, real estate assets and, you know, it was, it was really just a question of, okay, you know, like, let's just, am, am I happy or it was really just a, a matter of, I was very unhappy living this corporate life like very unhappy. I was miserable. Like very unhappy doesn't even really describe it. I was full blown, full blown miserable. Uh, and we took that leap of faith and it's been, it's been a rocky, really tough road. It's been fail after fail after fail. Uh, a lot of swallowing the pride and going back to work and for someone else and 
hating it and, you know, just doing what you have to do to just make ends meet to, to get back to the next attempt and then the next attempt and then the next attempt. And then finally in, uh, in, you know, 2019, we started the company and, in uh, January, 2020, we launched the pool, uh, you know, the, the pool business. And here we are. I mean, you know, finally, after all of these years, we've got something and, you know, I was, why, why I say this is the, this will be the first time I feel like I own a business that's succeeding is, is because this whole time I've been the one on the hook. I've basically been both employee and, uh, and business owner, right? Like there's no vacation, there's no days off. There's nothing, nothing like that. Um, nothing like that. Right. Uh, because it's just been here. One moment here. All right dealing with some, uh, morning rush hour because I, I didn't grab this, uh, this mask first thing. Um, so, but yeah, no, it's been, it's, it it really, to me, it really is the difference between owning a business and owning a job, right? This whole time I felt like I've owned a job because I've been on the hook for everything. Uh, and you know, I've slowly but surely been delegating more and more of my day-to-day responsibilities that frees up my time to go and do, you know, go after higher value, um, uh, tasks. And, uh, but with this new addition to our team who should be starting this week, uh, we really are talking for the first time. Okay. The truck talk, people cannot handle themselves in rush hour. Um, you know, for the first time, in the year and a half of operations, I'm going to be fully out of the route work in about two weeks here. Uh, now, that being said, I, I got to be careful because I don't, you know, I, I've got to be careful building my own expectations that that's what's going to happen because at the at, at the current moment, I don't know the exact uh, day that our new candidate or our new uh, employee will be able to, to work Monday through Friday. I don't know when that will exactly happen because uh, right now he's giving his notice. Uh, he should be giving his notice to his former employer. And I don't know what kind of uh, deal they're going to ask him. Like if they're going to ask him, hey, can you just stick around for, you know, an extra couple of days or whatever, um, you know, an extra couple of weeks or whatever. I hope he just says no. Uh, but then again, you know, I, I feel their pain somewhat. Um, you know, <laughs> I don't, I basically, I don't want them to end on bad terms, but at the same time, like you, you don't owe anybody more than two weeks. You don't owe anybody two weeks. Honestly, you really don't. I mean, it's just courteous to give your employer at least two weeks of a, of a buffer. Right. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, hopefully two weeks he's out there. Uh, he's got experience. So really the next couple of weeks where he's only working two days a week, he should be pretty much fully onboarded and ready to go in his own truck. And then we get, we get our, um, new truck will be delivered in, uh, uh, I think exactly two weeks, maybe a little bit less. Yeah. A little less than two weeks. Our, our new truck will be delivered. And so it'll be like, boom, like, here you go, here it is. And, uh, and then starting that moment, I will be fully out of the route. Now, I will still be very heavily uh, involved for the next few weeks, right? And, and I mean, really, until I can't be. But, uh, like, I will still be doing a lot of pools with my guys uh, for, a, for a little while. But, like, the other side of that is I really can't. I really have to um, make a uh, concerted effort to stay out of the route work and, and really just don't focus my time and energy there as soon as I feel that, uh, my newest, uh, teammate 
is uh, ready to go and he's, he's totally fine on his own. When that happens, it's going to be really, really important for me to just get away from the route and get, uh, get to actually growing this company. Cause you know, now, now what we're looking at is, um, a somewhat, a very slight deficit in, um, in cash flow, uh, in, on the recurring revenue side of the business, right? There is not enough recurring revenue to afford myself and both of my employees, right? Uh, a, a paycheck. And, um, so what that means is I have to make sure that I have enough big projects, like big repair projects. And, uh, I have to have, um, I have to be tracking down more recurring revenue. I have to be looking for more customers, right? That's, that's really the biggest thing I need to go and get, go out and get more customers. And so the sooner I can get to that, the sooner we're going to be in the clear. But as of right now, we're not really in the clear. I would not consider uh, what I'm doing to be uh, the most uh, conservative thing, right? I just know that I'm at my limit and to bust through this section of the business journey that we've been in for a while, I have to get out of the route, at least partially, right? Um, you know, I have to be out of the route work and, and into uh, just the sales and marketing for a while because the, the, I, I, there's not enough hours in the day to do routes and repairs and scheduling and, you know, payroll and, you know, at back of the house admin stuff that I have to do and, you know, keeping track of every, every customer call and, and go and find more business. And a lot of times what that means when you're finding new business is, these people are calling you because they have a green pool in their backyard. So to fix those green pools, which takes sometimes, you know, all week, right? It sometimes is a major project. It's three to four days of work. And, uh, you know, the, the more time I can spend doing those things, the sooner, uh, the sooner we can afford this new employee, uh, fully, right? And and my goal is to get to 175 pools by the end of the year because that's not only affording a new employee, that's giving us a little bit of a buffer as well. And so that's kind of the name of the game for me is to get out of the route work, get out of, uh, get out of, um, uh, sorry, one second here. I'm, I'm truck talking. I'm just inching up trying to make sure that I can uh, make a, a right turn safely here. Um, but yeah, that, um, man, I'm a little sluggish today. Uh, that is, being able to build up our recurring revenue is, oh, oh, that's what I was saying. So uh, at 165, I think we're pretty much in the clear, uh, on, on a just break even, like we should for sure be okay, uh, uh perspective, but really 175 is where, okay, that also accounts for a lot of late payers and we should for sure be okay. And I could probably put myself back on payroll. Like for example, this morning I took myself off payroll because I know, um, that I'm just going to have to pay myself as needed again, uh, while we're figuring out this new employee and his pay and, and, you know, all that good stuff. Now we have some cash reserves, which has been great. We've been building up a, a cash reserve for a little while now, so we should be okay. Um, we really should be okay pretty much day one. Uh, and I have enough uh, big projects and repairs that come in on a monthly basis where, and, and it has been that way for about a year now, since September of last year, we, we've made enough to cover the difference and then some every single month. 
but um, you know, I, I'm just a in general, I'm a much more uh, risk averse uh, and conservative type person. I don't like taking huge risks if I can avoid them. Now, for for anybody who's not a business owner, I know that probably sounds crazy to say that I'm not a uh, I'm a kind of a heavily risk averse person, but I am. I, I really don't like taking um, big big risks. And honestly, having a about right now, it's a, a one thousand dollar deficit. Oh, geez, one second. Truck talk. Can't make a turn there. Got to make a turn. Okay. Um, that one wasn't me. Most of the time, it's not me. Uh, so, um, yeah, I am a very risk averse person. I, you know, I, I don't like having a deficit, and we're at about a thousand dollar a month deficit, and with the recurring revenue, right? With the recurring revenue, and that's it. I mean, so it's not that big of a risk. Uh, because we make well more, uh, well above that in repairs and big jobs and startups and things like that on a monthly basis and have for about a year uh, straight every single month. So, you know, I, it's not um, it's not that crazy what I'm doing, but it doesn't feel good to me. Um, and uh, like I said, oh, that's what I was going to say. Like you may think like, oh, you're a business owner, like you must be very risky because uh, starting a business is super risky. And it is. I mean, there was a lot of failures before a success, right? But I would say it's more volatile. It's not necessarily risky. It's just more volatile. There's a lot of a lot of higher highs and lower lows, uh, in especially in the beginning, um, until you get a success. Um, but really, I would say that, you know, once you've built something up like this, now, knock on wood, I, you know, I hope to God nothing happens, but to me, this is so much more safe than having, uh, than being an employee and having a quote unquote safe paycheck, right? The, the quote unquote safe paycheck. I mean, that's, that is one person. Uh, you are one person away from losing it all, right? Versus when you have a business, like for example, we have 147 customers, that's 147 people, um, away. Like it would take 147 people all collectively deciding at the same time that they don't they don't like me and they want to fire me. That's a lot, right? It, so just from like a numbers perspective, it's just so much more safe, but it does, it is harder to get to for sure. It is harder to establish and maintain. Um, but yeah, I, and I've said this on, on a previous podcast, but I'm, uh, I, I'm very excited, uh, because although it is, um, oh God, where was I going with that? Uh, although it is harder to get to, um, well, you know what? Never mind. Um, so anyway, so yeah, so t- it's Monday. Uh, it's a relatively easier route today. Um, tomorrow is our big one. Tomorrow's a really hard route. It's, uh, it's the hardest, all of the hardest pools. It's, it's one area of town that hat that consists of all of the hardest pools we have. Uh, it's 34 pools split between, uh, me and my, my current technician and, um, last week it ended up blowing up in my face. This week I, I want to do everything I can to avoid that. The only real reason I'm not, uh, or, or, or th- this week my goal is to just bang out the routes as fast as I can, as early in the morning as I can, and avoid doing service calls first thing like I'm doing right now. But what I'm doing right now, the, the service call I was doing right now, honestly, that was a safe, there was a safety um, issue. Um, and anytime, you know, there's a, there's a concern of, for my customer's safety, uh, that's a drop everything, and, and that 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 will take precedent over just doing the the basic cleanups um, for 
for the day. Man, it is super trafficy right now. School is back in session, and kids are actually going back to school. So I'm not used to driving in this much traffic. This is a lot harder to record this podcast right now because <laughs> I have to be a lot more uh, focused on the road. So if I'm a little jumbled, it's because I'm, I'm honestly, I'm not used to these conditions. It's been a, a whole year and a half of, of no has been a year and a half. It's been a whole year at least of no schools having kids. So I haven't had to uh, drive through school zones in a long time. And man, it kind of sucks. kind of sucks having to do this. Uh, I'm going to try to avoid this uh, high school soon here or or, uh, when I'm when I'm heading back down. Um, Oh, God. Okay. So (laughs) bear with me. Uh, sorry if it's a little jumbled today, but it, it is quite a bit more trafficy today than it's been in a long time. I'm usually just servicing pools at this point, uh, but I definitely need to get this cartridge filter to my, my employee. It is smoky out. Uh, it is not good. He's been requesting one for a long time, and I've been uh, I, I neglected to get one until it was you know really necessary, and now that it's really necessary, it is really necessary. Um, for those of you who don't know, we have uh, pretty bad wildfires up here in Northern California, really bad uh, year over year. And every single year, it gets so much worse. Every year, it's like, wow, this is way worse than last year. Um, and uh, God, it sucks. It sucks. It sucks to say. I love the climate here in Northern California. I love the area. I love being close to the mountains. I love the foothills. I think it's absolutely stunning uh, here in Sacramento. It's one of the most beautiful places on earth. Uh, but these wildfires are really kind of ruining it. it you know, you're, you're stuck inside for like two to three months out of the year just because you can't really be outside breathing smoke unless you're a pool guy with a cartridge filter. Um, anyway, so, yeah, so my job, uh, as soon as this guy starts um, full-time, as soon as he's onboarded, as soon as we've trained him up, he's in his own truck, which should go so fast because he's got experience, uh, it really is going to be a total game changer for me. I mean, the other thing too is I I need to get to I need to get started on filter cleans. Um, you know, we're, we we clean our customers' filters twice a year. Uh, you know, I mean, sometimes more than that. Sometimes, um, you know, depending on the plan, we don't always do it for everyone because not everyone is paying for it. But uh, for everybody who's paying for it, it's it's in the spring and the fall is when we do it. And like now, right now is roughly that time to, to start cracking open these fil- uh, filters and, and just going down the list. And what's going to be really great is now that I have two guys in the field cleaning the pools, I can just spend my days doing filter cleans. Meaning, we're, you know, uh, every once in a while, uh, lat- well, especially last winter and f- last fall when I lost my employee, I got very behind on, on filter cleans. We ended up getting them all done, but I got really far behind on doing them. Uh, and it was because I just didn't have enough hands. I didn't have enough help. And uh, so the, the, the filter cleans kind of suffered, unfortunately. Um, but this time around, it won't really be like that, hopefully, because I have two employees. So what I can do is I can just spend my days all day, like I could probably bang out 15 filter cleans a day, which means I will be done with filter cleans in two weeks if I really book it and I really hustle it down. Now, I don't think that that's going to be that number one, I don't think that's necessary because both of my technicians are trained on how to do filter cleans. So I can have them do two filter cleans a day. Honestly, I could probably have them do three filter cleans a day. Um, 
And, uh, and, and so I don't really need to do that many. And, and honestly, the, the best use of my time is tracking down new business. So I, I think it would be better for me to track down new business than it would be to just spend all day doing filter cleans. But the point is, is we should be able to do them more consistently and I should not have any problems, uh, with, uh, you know, doing our filter cleans on time this year. Um, look at this truck talk. A, a big lady in the middle of the road who does that <laughs> does not uh, feel the need to get out of it. Okay, truck talk, man. Um, okay, uh, that totally made me lose my train of thought. I just got uh, stared down by some woman in the middle of the road. Uh, she, her dog, she's walking her dog, and the dog was doing his business on the side of the road and on on a one of those leashes that extend and she was literally just sitting in in the the lane that i'm in and made me go around her glaring at me the whole time like uh, the things you see out here i i don't i don't understand people sometimes anyway uh so so yeah i mean like all of these all of this to say is once this guy is onboarded once this guy is fully trained up the service quality goes through the roof and my ability to go track down new business also goes through the roof and I'm, I'm pretty pumped about it. Um, anyway, I'm at uh, my house so I need to go pick up this mask and then I will be right back uh, to, to kind of uh, close this out for the day. All right, I'm back and I've got the mask in hand. Um, yeah, so what do I need to do once, once this... Uh, this guy is fully onboarded in the route, and I am out uh, of the route work. Well, my job becomes hunt down new new business, like I said. Uh, so there's a few things that we're definitely going to do. Number one, we're going to have to um, turn on uh, advertising again to, in, in some capacity. Now, I think our budget is going to have to be slightly more limited than it was before because we just don't have uh, we just don't have the same level of uh, available funds, right? So. It'll just be a smaller budget, but you know, something like 10 bucks a day on Google ads is what I'm thinking. So not, not a very large budget, but enough to, to drum up some business for, from that passively. The next thing I want to do is I actually want to uh, redesign our, uh, our flyers. We currently have a flyer, but we don't really have one that's meant, uh, for going door to door. And, um, and then the other thing I need to do is I need to, uh, redo my business card not that you know nothing too crazy just uh switch out the the email we had a an old kind of free email when we first started and we printed a bunch of cards with the old free email um but uh now i need to um i need to have that uh redone with my with my proper uh email which is like david at company name.com not you know company name at gmail.com so you know it'll be a little bit more uh, professional and then uh lastly well not lastly that's that's another thing so i need to uh, print out new create and print out new flyers um i need to create uh, get uh you know order it's really order new flyers and order new uh new business cards and then i need to go door to door i need to start going door to door in the areas that we're in i need to just pull up google maps and just start walking door to door i I don't know about walking maybe that's not the right way but um, we don't have enough money yet but what i would really like to do is just go get a scooter like an electric scooter uh and then go to door door to door on that i could probably get 
like a push scooter, like a little razor scooter and just scoot around town, uh, you know, going door to door. And then the question is, is do I knock? Do I not knock? I don't know. I think I'm just going to start off with flyering just to begin with. But eventually I have a feeling I'll want to start knocking on doors uh, and just trying it out. Um, You know, maybe do like 100 doors and see how I feel after about 100 doors of doing it. Because like the other thing, too, is like I I don't really like going uh, the idea of going door to door. I never like it when people knock on my door to try to sell me stuff. Um, But the other side of it is it's just like that's the name of the game, man. I've got to grow. We've got to be growing. Um, The only way that this thing progresses further is if I drum up more business and uh, we are operating at a slight deficit with recurring revenue, uh, which is, like I said, it's more risky than I'd like to be. And so I've got to just kind of do what I have to do to get get these numbers up. And I know of a guy now, granted, he was a very cheap pool guy. He was selling full service for like 80 bucks a month, which is ridiculous to hear. Um, but he was hungry, you know, he wanted to get out there and and build up his business as fast as he possibly could. And so he was undercutting his competition. But what he did is he, he went door to door, he knocked on the door, he introduced himself, said, I've got one of your neighbors as a customer and, you know, ask them what, what they think of me, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, you know, and he would, uh, he would do that. And then, and then, you know, he said it, he did that for an entire year and he grew like over a hundred accounts. So going door to door, I think is better. I mean, now I haven't had any success with like direct mail or door to door. Uh, I haven't done door to door, so I can't say I've had had success or not, but you know, I haven't had any success with direct mail. I did door hangers for a little bit and did about, you know, 150 of those, uh, and got nothing, not even a, not even a call, uh, which, you know, I know you have to like you have to be out there consistently for a long period of time before it starts to pay off. So I, I'm not saying that I, you know, I'm, I'm totally against it, but, or, or that I had no, you know, I'm not saying that I, I had, uh, enough output to justify thinking that we didn't get any input. Uh, I don't think we did, but the point is, God, it is so trafficy. It is way harder to do this when there's this much, this much traffic. I don't know what's going on. I think what it is is I'm usually doing my route by now, so I'm usually not fighting through traffic. But we had a couple of circumstances that happened um, that it kind of forced me to be out here already. Um, but uh, but yeah, so uh, he had a lot of results. But then I know of uh, another company that did uh, door um, just door hangers and just flyered neighborhoods over and over and over for a year, and they grew by like fifty. So I think knocking on the door is probably gonna get me more results. But honestly, um, I just if if it doesn't feel good the whole time, I don't really know if I want to do it. Um, but the difference is is I can. Uh, build up a sale, I can potentially, if, if it's that big of a difference where if I were to go and just fly your neighborhoods for three to five hours a day versus door knock for three to five hours a day, um, and if the difference is 50 more customers, like double the, the results, I mean, at, a, at that point, it's kind of like, well, I may not like it, um, but I, I may not like doing um, uh, door-to-door sales, but that might mean that I could hire somebody to do it, right? I could, with, those, with that level of, a, of difference in results, if I get similar results, right, that, that would justify me saying, all right, let me hire some door-to-door salesman to go around um, booking, booking appointments. Um, you know, so I don't know. I don't know exactly where that goes, but those are the, the sort of um, direct mail slash um, 
get out there and hustle kind of things that I'm planning on doing, uh, plus the, the digital advertising. Uh, I do need to clean up our website again uh, and revert back to the old plans. Uh, right now it says we're sold out of full service, which now that we have an employee, we're, we're definitely not. Um, and uh, let's see here, where am I going? Uh, so those are the first like immediate things that I need to start doing. The other things is I need to start looking into um, marketing on Facebook, uh, on Facebook, for example, like doing Facebook ads, maybe doing video advertisements, maybe recording some videos, like uh, basically just overall improving the marketing uh, of the business, remove or improving the marketing and advertising, the copy, the the content like start generating content for this company so that people can we can build that know like and trust factor better online because ultimately uh digital advertising uh will will be better it just is better you could you have much higher reach for way less time uh you do have to spend the money uh, on it, but I think just it nets us such a better return and it makes it more, you know, the system more scalable. It makes the system, uh, you know, if I can have an evergreen marketing, that means that, like we're advertising while I'm sleeping, right? We're advertising while we're closed. We're advertising at all hours of the day uh, when you go digital. And so I think it's just far more powerful. And then if you couple that with direct mail, I think it's going to be very, very powerful. But, you know, digital marketing is really the only way that I see us being able to say, uh, to, to kind of advertise in a way where the customer, the end leads feel like they, they see us everywhere, right? And that's the biggest thing is I need to be seen everywhere. So um, the Facebook ads is probably a later in the, in the journey thing um, because we have to have the budget for it, which we won't for a little bit. Uh, you know, the, the biggest thing for me is like maximize the dollar spent and where, where the dollars run short, uh, get out their boots on the ground and just grind it out for the rest, right? But we need to get to 175 customers as quickly as we possibly can to be able to justify having the amount of employees that we have um, and uh, be able to continue our growth in a safe way. And the only way we do that is just to get there as quickly as we humanly can, just do everything I can to get there. Um, and then once we're there, then kind of double back and say, all right, what kind of budget do we need or what, what kind of budget do we have um, available to us if we were to change a few things up, like start with um, you know, Facebook ads. The other thing I'm thinking about doing is, uh, is taking some money I have in savings, personal money I have in savings, and um, giving the business a loan um, through myself. Uh, and, and the reason I'm thinking about doing that is although we have some cash reserve and it's pretty decent like for at least in comparison to the history of the company, it's the best we've ever had for sure. It's still not quite uh, enough for me to say, all right, we, we're, we can be comfortable. Like we're, we won't comfortably have enough for months and months at a time. Right. And now if I were to give the business like, um, a, a small loan, uh, and basically, so what it would be is I would be cannibalizing my family's emergency fund. So I'm not a hundred percent sure that I want to do this. Um, Right, but uh, you know, if if I do this, um, what it does is it it eats my family's emergency fund, but it uh, or at least a big chunk of it. But 
it, it gives the business an emergency fund, right? And that's that's the important thing is that the business will survive even if, uh, you know, let's say we're just a little short from late payers. Uh, we can just dive into that and then replenish it once once the late payers pay up, right? Or let's say we lose a few customers at the end of August because they, they you know, didn't have time to go and get quotes, but they, they you know, we raised their rates last month and they didn't have time to get quotes yet, so they were just going to pay for one month in August and then and then shit can us at the end of August, um, which I think will happen. I think that that's going to be a thing uh, that we face. And so, uh, you know, I don't think it's going to be like a, a tremendous amount of people, but I, I would not be surprised if we lose a few. Um, you know, it was a massive, massive price increase. It needed to happen. I honestly, I just, it kind of frustrates me that pool guys are charging so little. It's like, I know you really want market share. I know you want business. Um, and, and I know, honestly, the, the reason you're probably able to charge uh, for these pool companies that charge so little, I know the reason that they're able to charge so little is because they end up making more money on repairs on the back end uh, and they're banking on that. But number one, I don't think that that's very ethical. I think you should be aligning your company's financial incentives uh, to be aligned with your customers, um, You know, the quality of service that you provide. That, that, that's how you should do it. You shouldn't be hoping that their system breaks so that you can make your money on the account. Um, the system will break and you can make your money anyway. Um, but you know, these guys, that that's how they operate. And that's how the business, that's how the, the industry operates a lot of the time. Like a big chunk of the industry is like race to the bottom loss leader, uh, kind of, well, not loss leader, but you know, you know, race to the bottom. So they get the biggest market share, uh, and then make all their money on, on the back end. And I want to build a business that's making its money on the front end. And then the back end is just like gravy. Right. And, uh, but that way we're not, we're not sitting here hoping things break. We're not sitting here like, okay, this person's nothing is broken on their system. Uh, we're not really making any money on their account. You know, we're, we're losing money on their account. Like that just sounds like number one, that sounds stressful. Uh, and not only does it sound unethical, but it sounds stressful to me. So it kind of frustrates me that some people are just so cheap because that's how they run their business. Um, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, so, but yeah, the name of the game is just going to be get out there and get to 175 as fast as possible. The last thing I'll be doing is I'll be kind of going through and potentially considering a route purchase. So that's one way we can go. So I'm either going to give the, the business a loan um, so that it can have a, a cash, a bigger cash reserve that we end up just paying, paying off over time, you know, paying myself back. The business can pay us back over time. Um, the, the other thing too, is I think we can technically collect interest on the loan that we give the business. So we, you know, we can get, take money back out of the business, uh, with interest without getting taxed on it. Or maybe we just get taxed on only the interest. I'm not sure. I'll have to talk to my accountant about it. Um, but it's kind of like, a, potentially a clever way to, um, you know, have, not have to take so much back out. Uh, or not not have to make so much. Um, now, granted, it, it, like at the, end, it's not really not making as much, right? I'm literally losing money. I mean, if business goes under, if something happens with the business, like I'm on the hook, and, and there, you know, that money could be gone. Um, but that's kind of uh, where my head's at, though. Is 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 I'm thinking, you know, maybe give the business like a three to four thousand dollar loan. Um, and, and then just collect that as like my paycheck over the next month or two, uh, so that I don't actually technically collect a paycheck. Uh, but then again, I, I would need to 
bolster. I, I don't know. I don't know if it's worthy because at the end of the day, I, I still need an emergency fund for my family. Um, I just think, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know exactly how I'm going to handle it. But the other, the other thing that we could do is instead of just having that money in cash for the just in case, is I could use that money be, uh, and potentially, now I say potentially because none of this is set in stone whatsoever, what I'm about to say. But I was um, teased a potential deal with another pool company here in Sacramento. Uh, you know, I know a guy, I've, I've purchased a route from him uh, in the past and it was pretty good. It ended up working out really well, and uh, he, he's got another route he's looking to offload, and he was you know, hoping that I'd be the guy to buy it. And if that ends up going through, then I could effectively buy that cash using the loan that I give the company. Uh, so we buy that in cash instead of being in debt to, so instead of being basically being in debt to another pool company and increasing our our you know, debt to outside people. Uh, we're just in the company is in debt to me personally, me and my wife personally. Um, so we effectively own it outright and, you know, push comes to shove, we can forgive the debt, um, and not ding the, the company's credit or, or, you know, hurt our reputation. So that is, that is another thing that I'm potentially considering, uh, using some of our emergency fund for now, that being said, all of that to say, I really don't like the idea of using our family's emergency fund because that's really for our family. Um, so I don't know if that's really what I'm going to do. Uh, you know, we're definitely not going to use all of it, all of our family's emergency fund. So like none of what I'm saying is I'm definitely not saying like, oh, we're going to like just cleave out our, you know, we're going to have zero dollars in the bank again, uh, like we did when we first launched this business. But it is just tempting to just kind of infuse some capital into the business just so we're in a slightly better spot because we didn't quite get to as good of a spot as I would like to have prior to hiring this employee but we definitely needed to get the employee as soon as we possibly could right so you know um (laughs) so yeah I'm not really exactly sure what we're gonna do there on either thing so you know I I do now that the 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 deal that I'm talking about, the route purchase deal that I'm talking about, we're looking at potentially roughly 15 accounts. Now, I don't know what that actually means, but you know, just based on the previous deal that we did uh, together, I ended up losing um, more than I would normally lose on a, on a route transfer um, for whatever reason. But I did end up upgrading a couple of accounts from a lower tier to a higher tier. So you know, I'm, I'm not, I just, I guess I'm just not sure, um, how worth it that would be, but let's say it's 15 accounts and let's say I keep 10, right? Which I would be, a, um, kind of surprised if that's all I kept. Um, I would imagine we're probably going to keep more than that, probably more like 12, uh, let's just say 13 because that's a nice easy number. Uh, we're at 147 now. And if we kept 13 of the 15 customers, um, that we took over, uh, that brings us up to 160 and, um, 160 is 165 really, but like, let's just say 160, 160 is roughly where, uh, the recurring revenue ends up being kind of break very either at or just slightly under break even, uh, to be able to afford, the two employees full up, like fully, you know, uh, workers comp insurance, car insurance, truck, gas, new chems or not new chems, but, um, you know, equipment, 
the the new addition to the payroll, my payroll, like that we will be at just about that break even mark overnight. And that's kind of why I'm I'm still very seriously considering it. Um, I don't know if I really want to because I really don't like buying accounts at this point. Uh, but it's you know. I, I am starting to feel like just got to have to do it just to get us to that next step, like get us to this, this next level comfortably. Um, and then we only have, and then at that point we only have 15 to grow from there. Uh, so it is, it, it could potentially be a game changing deal for us. And, uh, I, I think we're for sure going to grow by 15 accounts by the end of the year. I mean, we have four and a half months until the end of the year. So if I were to take this deal and, uh, we were to actually grow, um, you know, if we're actually able to grow, uh, to 175 or, you know, take this deal and then we grow, I mean, we could potentially be there at that 175 mark, uh, you know, by October, really like eh, October might be a little bit much, but by, by like November, uh, we could be at our, our, uh, 175 target. And then, you know, November, I, I bet you we're going to grow a little bit extra in November. Cause that's when the leaves start falling. That is when people stop caring about their pool so much, but it is when people's pools get like really shredded up. Like the equipment gets busted up. Things get busted up just cause there's so much debris going into people's pools. So that might be uh, a good time to snag uh, the, you know, a little last minute growth for the year. And we potentially could be ending with, um, you know, a higher, a higher uh, target amount or a higher amount of um, customers, a higher volume of customers than that 175. I mean, at 200 customers, which is uh, both of my trucks are are uh, operating at absolute max capacity, we could potentially be getting a, a location. So the sooner we get to 200, the sooner we get a location, right? The sooner we get to 175, the sooner we can get to you know, 200. So, um, that's kind of one of the reasons why I'm, I'm still somewhat considering buying a route. And also it's, you know, the growth season is, is over it, you know, we'll, we'll still be able to grow. It'll ebb and flow. It ebbs and flows, but you know, the, the peak of the growth season is around April, May, June, right? That's when you're going to grow the fastest. That's when you're going to grow the most, um, for the entire year. And so, you know, we're, we still have time left this year to keep growing, but it's definitely, um, the, the slower months, right? We're, we're, the slower months are upon us and then winter will come and we'll, you know, take a couple vacations and, you know, and, and then I, I don't think we're going to grow all that much until, you know, March, April, May, June of next year. We'll still try to grow, but really what we'll be doing throughout the winter is gearing up for the growth season of the following year and, uh, and really just trying to maintain what we have. Um, so, uh, but that's, that's what this all means. That's my, these are like th- this, these are the challenges and the problems that I need to go and start looking to solve now. Uh, now that I finally have this next employee and I'm just waiting for him to start, which will be on Wednesday. So super pumped. Um, anyway, I think that's good for now. Uh, I'm trying to keep this a little bit shorter. I'm kind of failing on this one. I was trying to keep it around 30 minutes, but um, I don't know. Let me know if you if you know if you're interested in telling me. It's uh, the Truck Talk uh, Podcast at gmail.com. Again, that's the Truck Talk Podcast at gmail.com. Send me an email. Let me know if you think shorter, longer episodes uh, would be better. I'm kind of thinking maybe shorter would just be a little bit better because I I can drone on. Um, but anyway, this is getting long. So thank you so much for listening. Happy Monday. Uh, I hope your week is, uh, is, is gearing up for a good one. I hope you're gearing up for a good week. Um, 
And uh, until the next one, have a good rest of your day. Bye.